Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. is creating choose the most loving thoughts manifesting is creating choose the most loving thoughts
was great. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. It is so nice to see you. And if you're visiting with us today, we're so glad you're here. Don't forget to pick up a welcome packet on your way out. And please join us after service for fellowship down in Social Hall with coffee. Reverend Kelly and Matthew, our business manager, would like to thank Donna and Dennis Opoka, Oletha Stanfield, Mike Ladwig, and Deborah Page for showing up yesterday to help with our yard cleanup. We had a lot of fun and we got a lot done. Our 25th anniversary bash is this Saturday, June 11th, from 2 to 5 in the backyard. We're going to have music, food, games, and much more. So come and celebrate with us and invite others. Remember to wear your UFH t-shirt. If you haven't gotten one yet, they're $10, and you can see Matthew after service. <clears throat> to volunteer, and we could use some volunteers, please see Terry Schluter with the sign-up sheet. Uh, you know, it's just if we, you can come in a little early to help set up, if you can stay a little late to help break down, that would really be appreciated. Next Sunday is our celebration. As our celebration continues, we are going to experience the All Music Sunday, which is a wonderful Wonderful day to um, experience our inspirational music from our music team. Then our first Family and Friends Sunday is June 26th. And this is an opportunity to invite friends and family to help worship with us. And another reminder that the women's group, the men's group, the critical conversations, and the house party are all on hiatus for the summer, but will all return in September. To stay abreast of everything going on, please visit our website, unityfh.com. You can also check out our Facebook page and read through our weekly newsletter, emailed out every Friday. Our prayer chaplains are now Sending, uh, making monthly wellness calls to check in on members and pray with them. If you would like to get added to the list, please sign up outside the sanctuary, or you can email prayerchaplains at unityfh.com, or you can also phone them. They have a special hotline that goes directly to the prayer chaplains and Reverend Kelly, and it's 248-702-0010. So now, as our music team sings, surely the presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the daily word and the opening prayer.
Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to be here this morning on this uh, first Sunday in June, right? It's a good feeling. And I see some, uh, some re uh, old faces, well, not old faces, some faces from old members, familiar faces, from me members who are here from the old church, members who are here now, and thus blending it together. But you got to watch your mouth, right? <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and do our, uh, and Reverend Bonnie's in the house. Hey, Reverend Bonnie. We're doing our uh, daily word right now, so let us gently uh, take a deep breath so you can open yourself up to hear it. The daily word for today, Sunday, June 5th, 2022, is truth. And the affirmation reads, the light of truth shines in my heart. Let's say that together. The light of truth shines in my heart. And the message reads, like a kaleidoscope shifting pattern of dazzling colors, my life is always changing. Some of the changes I may like and others I may not, but I accept the changes nonetheless. I enjoy pleasurable moments while learning and growing through the more unpleasant ones. No matter where I find myself along the spectrum of human experience, I take comfort in spiritual truth. God is changeless. I'm going to say that again. God is changeless, my rock and refuge in times of struggle and the wings that lift me up in times of ease and bliss. I remain steady and calm even as a negative, I mean, even as I na navigate life's inevitable changes, finding lasting comfort in the truth of God as absolute goodness. As I travel along my unique path, the steady light of truth shines from within me. And the scripture for today's message, daily word message, comes from 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. Yet I am writing you with a new commandment that is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is always shining. Let's gently close our eyes and take a deep breath so that we can pray together. Bring your attention down into the center of your heart, I mean the center of your chest, which is your heart center. Just tune into a feeling of peace. Feeling that divine presence within you. And even if you may not feel peace in this moment, we still acknowledge that there is only one power and only one presence that is active in our life and in the universe. God the good, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. And God, as we open ourselves up in prayer, we know that prayer is the communion between you and us. We know, God, that you are always communing with us. So in this moment, we open ourselves up to commune with you, which means to come into union in our mind with you. And so as we do this, we open our human expression, our human experience, and we let it submit to the spirit in us. We quiet ourselves down. We tune within to hear. And we just sit just for a little bit in a consciousness of love, of stillness, and of peace.
let the music open you up. Let your truth, your faith, and your total trust in God bring you into an awareness of willingness. Release any part of you that resists. And take a deep breath, breathing in love. And exhale, I release, I let go, I let God. And God, we let go of everything that concerns us right now, knowing that you are perfecting it. As we release it and let it go, we let you perfect it. We thank you for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. We lift this mighty prayer in the name and nature of that all-powerful Christ that dwells within. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. I was feeling that one today. <laughs> in case you didn't notice. <laughs> okay, let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let us go ahead and affirm our growth affirmation together with some gusto. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. i
How it is. I love how you do that, <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> I love how you direct. This is sweet business. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Let's give another hand. They always find the perfect songs to go with the theme of the month, don't they? It's amazing. I love it, I love it, I love it. Ah, so I was um I was looking, was thinking about some jokes for today, and actually. Um, Howard was reading some quotes from Albert Einstein, and he said one that was hilarious to me. So I'm going to share that quote with you all. And it says, light travels faster than sound. That's why some people appear bright until they... like, I hate when you tell a joke because you laugh through it and we can't get the joke. <laughs> I'm glad you could see it because you wouldn't have known what the rest of it was. <laughs> Isn't it funny? <laughs> My father used to say, Confucius say, it's better to be quiet and be thought of as a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> uh, he said that to me often, I'm thinking. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love, I love, I love to laugh. So I thought you guys would find that funny. Oh my goodness. So as I said, we have just started the month of June and we're swooping past this year. I mean, we're in the, in the middle of the year already. It's like I blinked 
And we were, we were saying one day, we were saying our um, white stone words, and now we're in the middle of June, you know? Well, not the middle of June, the middle of the year. So we've already gone through the first five spiritual faculties that represent the first five months of the year. And so the first month is um, January, which represents faith. And the disciple that represents faith is Peter. And the next month is February. And that disciple is Andrew, which represents strength. And then we went into March, which represents your wisdom. And the, the disciple that represents wisdom is James. And then we went into April. And April is, um, represents love. And the disciple that represents love is John. Now, John and James, son of Zebedee, are brothers. Peter and Andrew are brothers, too, as far as the disciples are concerned. And as we talked about, even where the physiologically, the areas where the, the body centers are, hey, Sharon, um, they are, uh, and there's Pat Hatfield. Oh, my gosh, you got some cool people. Um, <laughs> my, sometimes I don't realize I'm saying things, I'm thinking it in my mind, and it's coming out in my <laughs> through my words. But anyway, so then we went last month, we talked about um, May represents the month of power, and Philip represents our spiritual power. Today, we're going to go into a study on imagination, and the disciple that represents imagination is first, when you read, when you read about him in the Bible in John chapter 1, his name is Nathaniel, but his name has been changed, is also Bartholomew, also Bartholomew, Bartholomew represents imagination, and imagination is our power to perceive, our power to imagine, our, or image, our power to envision, and to conceive. And the center for, for imagination is right between the eyes, it's the third eye, and it's actually in the back area because right, your eyes are not really what perceive, the image comes in, goes to the back of the brain, and then the brain deciphers what it is from your history that you're looking at. So that's the same thing with this third eye. The third eye goes in, and we're going to talk about um, how that works for our imagination. So the title of my talk today is, What You See is What You Get. I like that song, What You See, What You See is What You Get. Am I the only one who does <laughs> You guys can sing it with me. What you see is what you get. Right. Okay, let's do it over. What you see, what you see is what you get, is what you get, right? The dramatics, nobody knows that song. Okie dokie. <laughs> you guys are acting brand new today. <laughs> Quote to those of you who are new, just to, let me just cue you in. Sometimes I'm going to, with my not so mel melodious voice, start up a song, and you guys are supposed to feel it in with your melodious voices. Amen? Okay. All right. So I might start off again with another song, maybe next week. Well, not next week, because the music team's going to be handling that. But the week after that, for Father's Day, I might have a song. And you guys are going to have to fill it in, okay? Okay, you don't sound too thrilled about it. You don't want to hear my voice? Okay. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Okay. So the scripture that I want to use today to get us started is um, when I first read it, like it, as I was sitting with the scripture, I was asking, how does this connect? But as I looked at it deeply and started, God brought some stuff together for me, it started working itself out. So the scripture comes from John chapter 1, and this will be verse 45 
through 51. And this is when um, Jesus meets Nathaniel. And in, in here is pronounced, not, you know, it's pronounced Nathaniel. So, actually, let me read the beginning. Uh, the, I'm going to read 42. Do I want to read 42? Yeah. Then Simon sought, brought, um, then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Simon is Peter's name um, before it was changed to, uh, before it was changed to Peter. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. So J Jesus changes his name. Now we'll go down to verse 43. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Now we'll go down to where this is where we start. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we have found the per very person Moses, uh, the prophet, wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Na uh, Nazareth. Nazareth, explained Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? <laughs> Doesn't say much about Nazareth, does it? <laughs> Come see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man, complete, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. And then we keep going. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus said, asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these, this rather. Then he said, I tell you the truth. And remember, every time he says, I tell you the truth, he's about to drop something deep. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Let me just open myself up in prayer. So God, I, I still myself, I quiet myself, I center myself, I open myself, I receive deeply, and I'm grateful for the message that is coming forth. Thank you, God. Amen. Now, this is a deep message because when Philip goes to Nathaniel, and tells him, we have seen and we have found and we have met the guy that Moses is talking about. He's from Nazareth. And he says, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And I'm just now realizing Joseph also represents imagination. So he's doing some deep business by telling Nathaniel that we have, we have seen the son of Joseph this, um, who is from Naz uh, Nazareth. And I wish I had looked up the, the spiritual meaning of Nazareth. I'll see what that is and I'll let you know when I speak again. So anyway... Even though Nathaniel's wondering, what good can come out of Nazareth? Because they've heard stories about Nazareth. You know, it wasn't really a, a, a big city. It wasn't really anything happening in Nazareth. So he's wondering, what good can come out of Nazareth? And there's times in our life where we might get an image. We might get something that's given to us, a premonition or some type of, you might have a dream or you might have something that's going on that's been foretold to you by God, a premonition or some kind of uh, a, a vision or something, and you wonder, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it won't. That's the truth. It won't from a human perspective. But you got to go past that and go, dis go 
interpret it and look into it anyway. So Philip says to him, come and see for yourself. So what you do is when you get those images, when you get those ideas, when you get those thoughts inside of you that create an image of something that you cannot see for yourself or for your life, the beautiful thing is good you can't see it because you're not meant to do it on your own. You're meant to open yourself up and be led into it with the presence of God inside of you. It's not your human perspective that gave it to you in the first place. So how is it going to be your human perspective to guide you into it and lead you to the resources to open up that dream, that plan, that vision that has been placed upon you through your heart? And so when you're sitting there questioning it, that's perfect that you're questioning it because as you question it, you open yourself up to get the understanding of it. And it'll come to you deeply. It'll come to you deeply. And this is the beautiful thing that we got a promise from Jesus that it will come. That as soon as he comes, to, as soon as um, Nathaniel comes, which he came with the, with the disciple Philip. You're going to notice the disciples are together a lot. He comes with Philip. Philip represents your power, which is your authority, your responsibility, your accountability over your mind. It's going into self-mastery and understanding how you think and how you tick, how these images are coming to you. And then you have self-control to believe it and follow it or not. So they have Philip there with imagination and some powerful business. Does that make sense? The disciples work best when you work them together. And he had already met, Jesus had already met Philip, I mean, uh, Peter and Andrew, and even though Aunt, we have Peter first in our, our, when we go through the 12 powers, it represents January, Andrew met Jesus first and brought Peter to meet Jesus when you read it here. So that represents your faith and the strength and the longevity and the persistence you have in your faith to go through and follow with your power of your mind and understand what has been given to you and what's been envisioned on you as a plan of God on your life. How many of you know the divine plan that is on your life? I know I do. How many of you know the divine gift that you are here to share with the world? I know I do. How many of you are open to see it in order to receive it in your life? I know I am. The only way to do that is to open up your sight, to open up your vision, to open up your mind to receive that fully. That even when something comes to you that doesn't make sense or doesn't seem possible, that's, the most, that's when you know it's God. Because it's, it shows up and it's most, it doesn't seem possible. As a matter of fact, I love uh, Albert Einstein's quote on imagination, which says, imagination is more important than knowledge. For knowledge is limited to all we know, now know and understand. While imagination embraces the entire world, all and all there ever will be to know and understand. And so even if you don't know how to embrace that plan, to embrace whatever's been placed on your heart, whatever's been placed on your life, that's okay. Because through imagination, it expands you and opens you up into the channel of the unlimited, past what you know, to let God co-create it inside of you through what you see. And then that's what you get in your life. I want you to think about how your life is right now. Because every single aspect of our life, every single aspect of our life was co-created through God and with God through the power of, 
through the power of imagination. Even those things that are out of our control, how we experience them, we co-create that experience through our imagination. Does that make sense? So if you're going through your life right now, whatever you're going through in your life, no matter what it is, even who we've drawn into our life to be married to, to have been, <laughs> I'm on my third husband. <laughs> to, <laughs> that's not funny that I'm on my third husband. The journey through my, to my third husband is the funny part. Because those times I knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. It's like we follow through and create something in our mind. Oh, I'm, there's a potential there, and I see that potential in that person, and they can be this. And, they, and a lot of us wives do that. We should on our husbands all the time. And, oh, that's going to be a perfect husband for me. I see this, this, and this in them, and they have this potential, and I can help them be that. We forget they got to be willing for us to help them. Most of the time, they're not. They have their own plan with God. And we're trying to put our plan on them. They have their own vision. We're trying to put our vision on them. That's the one thing that's the most important thing for us to remember about our life is that whatever vision we have for ourselves is only for us. If you have a vision for someone else, that's your limited perspective on them. Unless your vision for them is aligned with their vision for them, that they've aligned with their vision from God. Does that make sense? So let's look at our church where this is concerned. Let's look at our church where this is concerned. Years ago, and I forgot how many years ago, the church was on the verge of splitting. And those of you who were here understand, you can chime in if I'm saying something wrong. And the minister was asked to leave from those people who weren't particularly liking what the minister was doing or where the minister was leading the church. She didn't see it in her visioning to leave yet. She wasn't ready to leave yet. She didn't feel it in her heart to leave yet. And she stuck with her guns on what her vision was for her life, what she co-created with God. In the midst of that, the church did split. Some left and went to, to Plymouth or wherever that church is. Some stayed here. There was a remnant that stayed here. At that time, then the minister left. Reverend Barbara was coming to her was like, okay, it's time for me to go. She left. That doesn't make any sense in the human realm. But as I thought about it, it made perfect sense in God's realm. In the vision and plan that God had for what the church was going to be now, that was meant to happen. It was meant to split because the consciousness that was meant to create what we have now was infiltrated by that which was resisting it. There are times in our life when there's a plan on our life that we are, we are resisting and we are holding back because the areas inside of our mind that's either doubting, resistance, or unforgiveness is in there too. Anything outside of love will block you from moving into your plan. And just like the remnant, when Moses had the Israelites, the children of Israel, wander around for 40 years in this same little area for 40 years. Couldn't you, wouldn't they have thought, wait, we've been over here again. We've already been here. But they had to die off. The consciousness has to be in alignment with the vision for your life. There had to be a consciousness in alignment for the vision on this church. 
that we were meant to go into to make 25 years this year. So, the, vice, the, the board president at the time, which was Faith, had a beautiful vision. Let me get help from Unity Worldwide. And she had Reverend Judy Grimes come in and sit down with them and envision, envision what they wanted for the church. What did you want to create for this church? And there was a mission that was created for this church. And the mission, you can pull it up, Howard. The mission for our church, well, first, let's go to that first. Can we go to the first slide, Howard? This one. I'm having a feeling, Faith, and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm having a feeling that she explained to you, to you all that the mission shapes your today. And so if you create a mission that, that, that opens up your eyes to what you want to do, you can create a vision of it, and that vision prepares you for tomorrow, and that you can prepare for tomorrow through these values that you hold in your heart. Now think about your life. How does your life look now? Is what you're seeing, what you're getting, what you like? Because the truth is what you see, what you saw in your life, what you envisioned on your life is what you have right now. And it was envisioned years ago or time before, whatever. But previously to this day, you envisioned it. Even if you got up this morning and made a vision for it like I did, I, prepared, I sat in the God and I said, I will hear you fully in this day. And I went to bed early last night, which I usually don't do. But I knew that if I got the rest that I needed for this body temple, I'd be open and clear because I was too sleepy last night. And so I set my mission. I did what I needed to prepare myself for today. And I step, stepped into the value that I trust God completely to bring forth the message to me. And so that you all came up with a vision. And this is before I even came here. And I want to show you how these dots connected to where we are today. The mission that you all had was, and this is the, the mission is what we are doing to achieve our vision. Let's read this. We are a loving and, can you see it, and vibrant <laughs> community. We teach and inspire all to experience joy and abundance and to practice sacred service. Now, let me ask you something. If you just think about it, if you think about what's going on in our church and the different activities that we have in our church, do you think we're doing this? But that was envisioned years ago, wasn't it? That was created years ago in your vision, right? But are we doing it now? So what you saw is what you got right now, right? What you see is what you get. Now let's look at the vision. So you saw the mission and what you wanted. And this is how you envisioned it. Our vision is who we are in this very moment. You weren't that in that moment at the time physically. You were envisioning that in your mind from what God gave you and you brought the words together through your mind. In the co-creation of your mind, you created this. Let's read this together. Centered in God, we co-create a loving, and compassionate, spirit-filled world. Are we that now? You were it in your mind and spirit when you put those words together as your vision, and that's what we are years later. Amen? Amen? Now let's look at the values that we use. And let me see if we, if we got these values going on. Spirit-filled. Let's read this together. We are centered in God. 
Through our thoughts, words, and actions, we encourage spirit rising to co-create a world that benefits all. Now, look at this. Is this what you feel? Did you? This was years ago before I even came here. Is that what you have now? Yeah. Only a few of you feel it. <laughs> okay, we'll work on it to get it there. I'll ask you again. Do you feel that's what you have now? Yeah. Okay. The next one. What's the next? Uh, empowering. Let's read this. We remember and teach whose and who we are, inspiring each other to do and be all we can. We know our oneness with the divine. And I know that's what we do. The next one. We are loving. Let's read this. We walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another. We let God, who is love, guide our lives. Now, when you see these, when you see these principles, I mean these uh, values here on the side, I, I, it, they didn't just end there when they crewed you guys, the remnant that was here before the new, the, us who are new came. This is what you envisioned that connected to each one of these words, yes? Because every time you bring, brought up a value, there had to be a way to see yourself doing it, right? And you empowered yourself by visioning it, by putting some words behind it to create a picture on how it was going to look, right? And then the next one. Let's look at the next word, the next value. Diverse. Let's read this. All people are created with sacred worth. We practice inclusiveness to promote greater understanding among people in a spirit of unity. Now, let me tell you the truth. I did not know this part of what you had as your vision for diverse before I created the critical conversation. This was what I was thinking, and I hadn't even gone through and seen this piece yet to have it register in my mind. When I was researching over the week, this is when I saw this piece on the website, by the way, and and I said, oh my gosh, their vision lined up with my vision to bring forth the vision of the church. That's some deep vision, business, some deep visioning business. And then the last one, let's read the last one. Welcoming. We offer opportunities to make friends after service and in classes, small groups and activities. We know welcoming is about relationship and a lesson in humbleness. I tell you what. When I first came into this church and walked in the door, I saw Mary Albertson. She was so welcoming, this beautiful smile. And, and it, I was like, do you know me? Because <laughs> she was so welcoming, like she just knew me and embracing before she even embraced me. And I told her who, she, who I was, and she was like so excited to help me get situated and everything. Like those of you who have entered here, I hope those of you who are new have entered into feeling that you were welcomed and, and brought in and hugged by our spiritual community because it is our vision to let you feel the presence of who we are and the, and the envisioning of who we are. Let's close this out with a, a deep thing. So they had this together. Well, it's not on the screen anymore. But they had it. <laughs> Remember it. Use your memory, your visioning. They had that together. They had their mission, they had their vision, and they had their values all together. Then, that wasn't enough. They needed a new minister. They came together. What kind of qualities, what kind of person do we want for a minister? And it, let's just bring them together an affirmation. 
I mean, our affirmation worked for us to get this building when we were a church in a box. And we envisioned that to get a building, which was a church in a box. We didn't have a specifics on every single parameter, but we knew we wanted it to be uh, highway friendly. We knew it wanted to be in a certain area. We knew where we wanted it to be, and we got that. So let's use our affirmation and our power of envisioning and our power of uh, imagination to bring forth a minister affirmation. We give thanks for our energetic, <laughs> balanced, <laughs> spirit-filled, <laughs> empowering, <laughs> loving and welcoming spiritual leader who enriches our loving and vibrant spiritual community and helps us <laughs> to co-create a loving, compassionate, and spirit-filled world. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's not all. <laughs> As they say on those uh, home shopping networks, and that's not all. <laughs> the first, very first time they read this was the very first day I spoke here. Yeah, we can clap to that. <laughs> Why do I say that? Because I want you to create a mission on your own life. I want you to tune into with God. I want you to go home when you get it and when you get a chance. I want you to sit in the silence, sit in the quiet, and I want you to ask, show me my life. And you may not see specifics, but I want you to say, ask even deeper, show me how I am meant to be in my life. And we already know that part of what we're meant to be is loving, compassion, and spirit-filled. Otherwise, you would not be in this church right now because like attracts like. The law of attraction was somehow activated inside of you and led you here, whether it was for a meditation and you ended up here for Sunday service, whether it's for a class and you ended up here for Sunday service, whether it's for masterminding or whatever brought you here. Somewhere inside of you, is the imagery, is the showing up of being loving and compassionate and somehow wanting to be the expression that the spirit is so filled in you that, you, that it expresses in this world. Amen? Amen? Go home if you haven't already. Can you show that, uh, that first symbol, Howard, please, with the circles? And set up your mission. And if you got to start off with the vision first, let God bring to you what your plan is. And some of you already know, but you haven't gone and looked to see for yourself. Does that make sense? Because when Jesus says here, I tell you the truth, you will see all, you will all see. He said all. He didn't just mean the disciples. He meant all of the disciples to come. And we are all followers in one way or another of the teachings of Jesus. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You will all see heaven open up and the angels of God coming up and down. Heaven represents the spiritual consciousness that is inside of you. The world that creates inside of your mind. Everything starts from an image. And that image starts from a divine idea. And that divine idea creates into thoughts that string together to give you an image or a picture of how it looks. And then you sit and you resonate with that picture and then you become the expression of it in your life. And as you become the expression of it of life in your life, it manifests in your life. Amen? He also said, and the angels of God coming, you'll see the angels of God coming up and down on the Son of Man. The Son of Man represents your idea, the idea God has in you of being the expression 
of Christ in this world. The Son of Man is the divine idea of the divine man inside of you. That's why you go inside to commune with it in order to see the vision over your life. And I promise you, every single day has a new vision. Every single day has a new image. Let yourself see it because what you see is what you get. Even those things you do not like, if you see it and you stick with that vision, you're going to get it. He says, one day, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth, the Christ in you, which is the, the inside part of you, when you tune in and you really start to live in that vision, you will be lined up with other people who have like-minded vision. I had a vision. And I'm going to share that. This is my last story that I shared before. I had a vision. I, I went out, my second ex-husband, we started two churches together. In the second church we started, the first church was called Free People Center for Truth, Love, and Wisdom. And the second church was just simple, God loves you. And I started speaking more when we, had, when we developed our second church. And then we had a, a, a condo in Southfield, and we didn't have the money at the time to rent uh, space, so we started using the basement. And while I'm sitting there in the basement speaking one day, and I'm speaking on non-resistance, like it was a short, a skinny little basement. And so I was walking a little bit from behind where we had a little stand. And I saw myself speaking in a bigger church with people who I was familiar with, but it wasn't my church. And I ended up after that speaking at Reverend Bonnie's church. That's when I met Reverend Bonnie. Spoke at Reverend Bonnie's church in 2011 on Mother's Day. And then as I was getting ready to, I was speaking at Unity Church of Flint a little bit later when I decided, to, when I came back to ministerial school. And as I'm speaking at Unity Church of Flint, when I first got there, I thought, well, I'm supposed to be at this church. But one day I'm sitting up there speaking and I felt, this doesn't feel like home. I felt I knew that not only will I be familiar with the people, not only will I love the people, those people will be my family and their vision will be my vision. It's weird to say it, but at that time I knew it and I could feel it. And I'm giving words to what I felt then because I didn't have the words. And the words will come, I promise you God is an on-time God. When it's on time for you to know it, you will know it. So when you see the vision come to you and you don't know when, don't worry about it because God is an on-time God. God will bring you to it when you're meant to. Whatever you're feeling, don't worry about it if you don't have have the interpretation of it that's okay because when you're meant to have it it will come and I promise you in this right now moment I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt because I'm sitting there at Unity Church of Flint and I'm like this isn't my church it's somebody else's church and it ain't supposed to be a woman speaking here there's a man that's going to take this face and then at the same time I'm speaking here at Unity of Farmington Hills and I knew I knew I knew because when I came in here I had my three yays and my three nays when I came in the door it felt like home when I sat down we said the same statement of being that I was saying for four years of Unity Church of, in Unity Church of Flint, and then when, when y'all read that affirmation, I was like, eh? are you talking about me? <laughs> now you tell me when y'all talking about me. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm not meant to be here. I'm not meant to be here. I'm meant to be somewhere else. And Michael calls me, who's, a, who's now the current president of the board, and ask me, can we sit down to see if we're on the same page? Because you seem like you are, seem like the minister that is, uh, will fit our church. And I want to know if we are the church that will fit you. And when we started that conversation, it matched. And so I left that church. And I started speaking here only. Well, during my internship, I was speaking a couple other places too. But the beautiful thing is, 
God doesn't waste anything. Because as that space opened up, one of my colleagues stepped into that space and took that place. And he's a fit for them. And I promise you, you guys are a fit for me. And I will do my best from the Christ inside of me as God, as my witness, to live up to that affirmation and beyond. I don't want to just be that affirmation. I want to go beyond. And for the next 25 years, I want us to live or more. I want us to live out our vision, our plan, and our values together and create within us, co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. Amen? Amen. I'm done. How do you follow that? <laughs> A lot of pressure on you. What it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me.
do is forever, forever worship you. promise you, when I was little, and I was imagining being a mama, being a teacher, and being a minister, that I, it was nowhere in my consciousness how awesome it is right now. I promise you, follow where you're guided. Let God guide you. Let God show you the vision of your life, and you can live into it. And it's even past. I can only imagine that it's beautiful. Can we give them another hand, please? I'm trying to stall so I can stop crying. <laughs> Let's bring to mind, gently close your eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I thank you for every way that you give to Unity of Farmington Hills. And let's go ahead and affirm our growth, our growth affirmation, our, our um, what are we, what are we doing? Love offering, thank you. Our love offering blessing together. Sorry, I can't breathe with that mask on. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And, uh, and you can also, like I said, you give online, unityfh.com, through your purchases, through Smile.Amazon, and through Kroger. You can uh, get yourself connected through Kroger as well. The instructions are on our website. I forgot to remind you, to let you guys know that Matthew has set it up that you don't, only, you don't only have to go to YouTube to see our services. You can see it through our website as well. So if you go to our website and click on that link, you can see our services every Sunday morning there as well. So I said it for you, Matthew. I know he heard me. Um, let's stand up so we can say our, uh, um, uh, we don't have time to do the closing prayer. So let's do our prayer for protection. Whew. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.